This episode is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will take away the hassle of distributing your podcast. They do it themselves. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, whatever. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, your podcast will be there for you to hear. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have three listeners and still get paid to do your podcast. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Make your podcast today so the whole world can hear your weird voice. goes without saying that panic disorder during a pandemic is not ideal. Panic disorder during regular times is not ideal, but during a pandemic, things get a little more tense, even more tense than usual. One of my big uh, triggers as far as panic goes is like panicking about my health. Before I got medicated uh, around five years ago, I used to just assume something was wrong with my body. If I read something online or if I felt a pain anywhere in my body, it usually meant that something was wrong with my body something not minor either it was always in my head something major something majorly wrong with my body if I, even if i felt a small pain it was never true but that didn't stop me from sending myself to the emergency room on four separate occasions which is not great um, especially when you don't have insurance. Now, getting into, you know, the medical establishment and the insurance establishment and all that, putting all that aside, I don't have time to go into why insurance sucks or why the medical industry in this country sucks. What I do have time to go into is how much debt 
one can go into if they have untreated panic disorder and if one of their triggers is their physical health. Anytime I would feel like a tightness in my chest, any sort of pain in one of my arms after lifting something or doing something physical, it was immediately thought of by me as a sign of a incoming heart attack. Never mind the fact that I had already been to the hospital. I had already figured out, well, not figured out, I had already been told by actual doctors that my risk was very low, extremely low for a heart attack. That doesn't mean anybody can't have one, but there are certain risk factors that I didn't have. But it didn't matter to me. My brain, every time something happened, if at any point I felt a pain, that's the first direction it went in. So I racked up bill after bill, sending myself to hospital emergency rooms. And if you don't know how much hospital a visit to the emergency room costs well good I hope you never know how much it costs because it's not great but at the time my brain didn't care my brain only wanted the reassurance that I was not going to have a heart attack which with a brain riddled with panic, there is no such thing as the ultimate reassurance of that. Your physical health is an obsession, or at least it was for me. And I would never get better until I decided to do something about it. I would always think anytime I felt a pain, anytime I felt anything slightly unusual, it meant something life-threatening. And that doesn't always, that doesn't always pertain to, you know, chest pain or chest tightness. If I had a particularly bad headache that day, it meant I had a brain tumor. If I had a pain on like the side of my face or one of my eyes was hurting or one of my eyes was red or both of my eyes were red, it meant that I was uh, at a, a risk for a stroke. In my head, none of it makes sense, but it never makes sense. It's never made sense. That's not to say that I'm the most healthy boy in the world. You know, sometimes my diet is terrible. I admit that. But I do get regular exercise. And every time I've been to any doctor, my blood work and everything is pretty fucking normal. But before medication, 
Nothing was normal for me. Every day was a new battle with health anxiety. Fast forward to five years later and we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's it's been better than you would have assumed than I would have assumed. I remember reading about, you know, the coronavirus, the beginning of the coronavirus and thinking, man, I just hope that never, I hope that cannot make it over here. And then when it did make it over here, oh man, I really hope that doesn't make it all the way across the United States. And then when it did make it all the way across the United States, oh man, I really hope that I do not have to come into contact with anyone. And then when I did have to come into contact with humans, one of my worst thoughts was, if you get this, you're probably going to die. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you don't really know what's going to happen if you get, if you can track COVID. No, none of us know. Some people, it destroys. Some people recover just fine. But one of my first panic thoughts when it happened was, if I get it, I'm going to die. Was there any rationality behind it? No. It was just a moment of panic brain weakness that told me if I do get it, I will probably die. One thing that has increased though during this pandemic is the amount of panic dreams I have. And I have actually had three pretty solid panic attacks during this isolation. We've been quarantining slash isolating for around 55 days now, 55 to 60 days. And I've had three pretty substantial panic attacks, all of them waking up around midnight, 1 a.m., just already in the middle of a panic attack. The only silver lining to that is I've become such a pro at fighting them off and mitigating the damage from them that they usually only last about two to three minutes, which is leaps and bounds for me uh, as far as panic goes. Um, I mean, I, those of you that listened to my first episode, I used to have panic attacks that could have lasted 45 minutes to an hour. And that's a fucking nightmare. But I've gotten so good at treating myself and medication has helped beyond anything I could have imagined that now I'm able to lessen the damage from panic attack and they are much shorter. I really wish I could get rid of them completely, but that's just not going to happen. Even with medication, that's not... 
it's just not possible. You can't cure panic disorder. It's just treatable. And containment is the only answer. And right now, I'm very proud of myself for being able to contain it. And especially proud of myself for being able to contain it during a fucking global pandemic. Three panic attacks in 60 days of isolation from somebody who used to have health panics regularly is pretty fucking good. That's a pretty goddamn good ratio. And I am a little proud of myself for that. And you know what? I'm sure somewhere in my brain I'm waiting or my brain is waiting to hear that one trigger that one moment of reading something online health related feeling some type of pain somewhere and spiraling I've come a long way from those days but I do live in constant fear of reading that one thing and inciting a health panic that I find hard to deal with. It's it's not ideal obviously but I do carry that fear with me and I really wish I didn't. 